Thank you for listening to the Patrick Ely podcast. As always, it's for entertainment purposes only. It is not financial or medical advice. Well, we made it to the end of 2022. This time last year, I think I said on a show that I had enjoyed the pandemic. It had been a chance for me to get ahead on all sorts of dreams and projects that I had. I felt set up for when the pandemic ended. Well, I was set up. But if anything, 2022 for me was weirder than when COVID appeared. In a lot of ways, it's been one of the worst years of my life. But I've also had some of the cooler moments of my life. I became a stand-up comic. And I got to be by his side as Nate Diaz finished up his UFC contract, potentially concluding one of the most accomplished careers in MMA of anybody ever. And he finished at the top of his game. He might be back on his time and his terms, but the whole lead up to his fight with Tony Ferguson with Hazmat imploding and pulling out and all of the shenanigans that went on around that fight made it one of the most memorable in history. In retrospect, my year played out like one of those corny halftime speeches that people get on high school football teams. I was tested by adversity. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. And while time will tell if I actually came out on top, I hung in there and kept going after my goals. I feel like going into 2023, my goals are the only things that I'm encouraged by in this world. One of my goals is to be around rad people who are doing exceptional things. And I have a lot of people close to me in my life who I'm cheering on as they pursue their respective professional industries, rise to the top of the comedy and the fight game, and start families that I hope will result in a better generation than the young adults that I've been seeing on TikTok. A big reason I think that 2022 sucked for almost everybody was that instead of emerging from a life-threatening pandemic, instead we realized that a veil was lifted. It started coming out that COVID was never the danger that we thought it was, and more importantly, the vaccines and mandates were never there to protect us, and in fact, did not. The vaccines didn't stop transmission. They didn't necessarily reduce symptoms. They weren't effective at all for most age groups. They had serious side effects like myocarditis. And we were lied to by all of the CDC and government officials <clears throat> who now in retrospect were saying that they were lying for the good of the people. I've thought about what lying for the good of the people really does in less serious cases. And I have yet to really see where lying for the good of the people actually pans out. It seems like a smoke and mirrors statement. For instance, I know a lot about nutrition. I've been in the health and fitness world for a long time. And when we look at what cutting edge nutrition is today, it's eating as close as we possibly can to what people ate hundreds of years ago while trying to supplement with like vitamins and minerals as best we can to offset the fact that we've destroyed so much of our planet that the food we grow doesn't contain nearly the same nutritional value that it used to. And that goes for plants and it also goes for livestock, which we, you know, within the form of factory farming are essentially monocropping. We're not allowing animals to live a life that they're naturally supposed to. Now, when you have a, a grass-fed cow that's pastured, that nutrition profile and that nutrition content is way different 
than a factory farmed cow that you buy in the form of a steak or hamburger at Walmart. All of modern nutrition, which supposedly has been for the good of, let's say, Americans, since the FDA puts out guidance for Americans, has been a waste of time. When I grew up, we were told to have 11 servings of carbohydrates in the form of grains every single day. That wasn't what people historically ate. That wasn't what people were eating at the time when those, that guidance came out back in the 50s. And what it's done is create an epidemic of diabetes and obesity. It's caused us to overfarm our soil. It's made everybody sick. Most of the grains that we consume in America are inflammatory. And if you actually consume 10 servings of grains a day, you're going to end up causing your insulin system to fail and spend the rest of your life sick. You'll have diabetes. We told people that they needed to eat at least three square meals a day. And over the past 30 years, so-called nutrition experts have told people that they should be eating six to eight small meals throughout the day. There are all sorts of pretend reasons why we needed to do that, like supposedly stabilizing blood sugar, which the body can do on its own without food. But the truth is all we've done is confuse the shit out of people. People think that not eating until lunchtime is fasting. And then there are these fake arguments where people argue whether or not fasting is good for you or not. And people get skeptical whether they can be healthy eating one or two meals a day. Never at any point in history did the common human have the luxury of being able to eat food all day. They had to work to procure it. They ate until they were full, satiated. And the types of diseases that actually kill us today, like heart disease and diabetes, they were non-existent. We've had things like antibiotics and surgery, which actually do save people's lives, for a very long time. And those medications work, as do some common vaccines. But most of the medicine that's pushed today doesn't really help anybody. We saw studies in 2022 that showed that antidepressants essentially have been fake. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, which were attributed to correcting serotonin deficits, which were attributed to causing depression, have no conclusive evidence saying that they do any of that. And the studies came out this year that said that we have no idea whether or not serotonin is related to depression. In fact, we don't even have very good methods of measuring serotonin. I don't know anyone that's had a serotonin blood test before being put on antidepressants. They're just put on them. And the doctor says, well, your serotonin is low because you feel depressed. So every doctor who has said that has more or less been lying for the good of the people. It doesn't mean that occasionally somebody gets helped by a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. But there's no real evidence supporting that. Were our streets really safer? And was our economy really more efficient before the laundry lists of regulations and government agencies that warrant $1.7 trillion as an annual budget, 60 million of which goes to farming salmon? which we're finding is really unhealthy for people to eat and, of course, turns the salmon into tumor-ridden cows, just like we've already known happens when we factory farm. Putting investment tools in the hands of the individual, like Robinhood and all these crypto exchanges, was supposed to empower people. But what we've seen is that people don't understand how markets work. Market, markets could be taught in school, but they don't teach you that. And then Hedge funds are just able to exploit people's stupidity to rake in even more profits that the common man never sees. Look at what's happened with Tesla. Ten years ago, people saw no value in the Tesla stock. 
because they didn't believe electric cars would be a thing. And now they're a thing. And during the pandemic, Tesla went on a parabolic bull run where individual investors were buying shares like they were at the dollar store because they thought that Tesla made good cars. And no one really realized that Tesla is a AI and technology innovation company. They just happen to make cars. Now, Tesla has been on a parabolic bear run, meaning the value is going down because Tesla still makes cars. In fact, they make the best cars in the country. They sell more cars than anyone else. They have better production than anyone else. All other American car manufacturers are teetering on the verge of bankruptcy. So the stock value is going down for no objective reason, but people are mad that Elon Musk is using Twitter. People are mad that Elon Musk took his own personal shares of Tesla, his money, and bought Twitter. And now people are upset that Elon Musk has attempted to cut down the bloat. They, they don't pay any attention to the fact that Tesla was a failing company in debt before Elon Musk. Pardon me, that Twitter was a failing company in debt before Musk took over that it was being manipulated and propped up by the government. He's been releasing the Twitter files via independent journalists, and people are mad that he's pointing out that we've been lied to throughout all of social media through government manipulation. Everything from elections to COVID has been manipulated, and people are upset about that. And more importantly, when it comes to the stock price of Tesla, people are upset that Elon Musk is on Twitter too much. There's no common sense in that. As a stand-up comedian, I write jokes, and I have to show up to the stage whenever my set time is, and I have to perform. My performance is considered good if I make the audience laugh. The way a comedian makes it to the stage within that industry is, is a deeply personal thing. If someone manages to get on stage consistently and make people laugh, no one questions how they spend their time. Every company Elon Musk has ever been involved in, from starting map software that we now all use in the form of Google Maps and Apple Maps, to PayPal, SpaceX, OpenAI, Neuralink, and the Boring Company, are all successful entities. And he's had his hands in all of these while overseeing Tesla. But now it's a problem that he likes to use Twitter. I can't imagine if someone who wasn't funny and didn't do stand-up came to me and said, you know, you really shouldn't be doing any martial arts with your free time. Or... You shouldn't be reading the newspaper because you should be spending all of your time doing stand-up. And I tell you personally, if all I did was stand-up, I'd have no inspiration to write jokes. And successful people need downtime. They need downtime so they can continue to find inspiration and wake up motivated the next day. And they also need downtime so that they can preserve their mental health. Why does anyone think that Elon Musk should be spending all of his time at Tesla? Elon's a geek. I don't see him spending his free time gardening or Carp doing carpentry, doing martial arts. He likes to fool around with technology and play on Twitter. Why are we giving a shit about how he wants to spend his free time? And why are we telling someone who's better at making money than us how he should spend his money? If I needed to pull from my savings to buy food or gas to make it to comedy gigs, would you be giving me shit about that? Probably not. In 2022, our suicide rate is double what it was in the 50s. All of this woke, everything you do is good, you can't question anybody, you can't criticize people's health choices, you can't talk about actual science. Statistically, it's not making anybody happier. In 2022, seems like everybody's unhappy. We have all this technology, but we still don't have transparency. No one really knows why we're involved in the Ukraine war. 
politicians are getting busted for insider trading and doing all kinds of corrupt things, and yet we're still allowing them to spend our money unchecked. People are paranoid. They have no perspective. The way people have acted as far as preserving their health and trying not to die when it comes to COVID is completely unrealistic. We live twice as long as we did 100 years ago, and yet now we treat people, the elderly who have lived long, good lives, like they shouldn't be allowed to die, like death's not an okay thing. Meanwhile, there are, I think, 6 million kids who die every year from starvation around the, year, uh, around the world. All of the technology that we argue about politics and how sh people should live their lives are all created from minerals that come from mines that kids are hammering away in, inhaling poisonous dust. And there's no common sense kicking in where people care about that. As we've marinated in this recession and we've seen companies fail, we've watched this new generation of snowflake fall apart when they lose their jobs. I've lost so many jobs. A couple of them I've quit. I think I've been fired once. But otherwise, it's just been bad luck because in a capitalist society, sometimes companies fail. And now all of a sudden, people who work for tech companies that contribute nothing to society, don't even make real profits or real products, have employees pretending that they're contributing to something and acting in an entitled way when nobody wants to pay them to do nothing anymore. Most people I know don't do anything for money that contributes to society. And people who really do, like construction workers, doctors, small business owners, food suppliers, a lot of them feel bad about their careers because they're not getting inflated salaries, like the people who are working at Twitter. Crypto, which was promised to be the answer to independent money and stopping governments around the world from manipulating currency, turned out to be a giant Ponzi scheme, maybe outside of Bitcoin. But Bitcoin, which was supposed to be a digital wallet, is now something that you're supposed to keep in cold storage, i.e. a thumb drive under your mattress or in a safe at your house. The exact same place where you keep dollars. So what's the difference there? And most people who had crypto don't have it anymore because it got liquidated by the exchanges that were celebrated as being headed by geniuses who are going to save the world. When really, they were just lining their own pockets and buying houses in the Bahamas. 2022 was embarrassing. In 2022, the lens got shifted away from Donald Trump and onto the individuals in America. And by and large, the individuals in America are pathetic. They're lazy about doing the things that they should be doing to create strong families and intelligent people and healthy individuals. And they're overworked doing fake business, participating in buying indulgences, and searching for meaning with gurus and shamans who 99% of the time don't create happier clients. Because of course, people would be happier if they just did less and had more subsequently. I'm really thankful that I have real friends and real relationships that I can fall back on. I'm really thankful that I've struggled so much as an adult because the struggle has left me with real values and some real skills to do real activities, some of which for money. I don't have to go searching for what's real in life because it's kind of all I have. And in my little world, a lot of people are on the up and up. But what's scary about that is it doesn't seem like society in this country is headed in a direction that when people actually make it to the come up, really find success, that there'll be a society to reward them anymore. Even with stand-up comedy, will we become 
have become a, a, a state of so little free speech that you're not allowed to make people laugh? I don't know. I think if this year has been as frustrating for, for you as it has been for me, and you're struggling to find meaning, you might want to consider letting go of some of your ideologies and talking points and echo chambers because they're clearly not rewarding you. If you can't laugh at people's ridiculousness, you're missing something because this society is more comedy than anything I've ever seen in my 39 years. We have dudes dressed up as women pretending that they're having their periods because they're taking estrogen, even though that's not how that works. We have states like California who are mandating electric vehicles because they're a green solution when electric vehicles are produced using fossil fuels and you have to drive something like 180,000 miles in an EV for it to neutralize the carbon footprint. We have billions of dollars in aid going to other countries and we still have bad water in Michigan. Is any of this good? Is any of this stuff to really be proud of? And is it worth pretending you're proud if deep down it's just continuing to break down your soul? I don't think so. If you're trying to lose weight, eat less. If you're trying to be a tough person, do hard things. If you're trying to be braver, approach things you're scared of. If you're trying to be a happier person, figure out why you're unhappy and fix that internally. Don't keep saying, well, I need to buy this or buy that, or if I lived here, or if my house was bigger, or if X, Y, or Z was different, I'd be happy. It hasn't worked for six generations. And guess what? You might not end up getting a bigger house. You might not be able to buy a home in a couple of generations the way things are going. If you were an individual, let's say you were a heroin addict, and you were really good at being a heroin addict, every day you could score, but you were living on the streets. If you were actually going to make your life better, it would have to get worse for a little bit. You'd have to give up the heroin, and that means you wouldn't have that fun that you'd been artificially injecting into yourself every day. You'd have to start from scratch. You'd have to build some skills that can contribute to society so someone would give you a job. You'd have to become someone that is trustworthy so your family would let you crash at their place. The answer would certainly not be do more heroin. So if you expand that out to society, why do we think that more debt, more spending, continued lack of accountability, the same old politicians in power, why do we think that that metaphorical heroin is going to be better if we keep doing more of that? We need to be willing to take a step back and struggle for a little while. And I mean, that's what happens in a recession. I think the Great Depression, people had to struggle in order to get the economy's feet under it. So we can either do this on our own as Americans, or we can make our society crumble around us and hope that we can pick up the pieces. Wouldn't it be better to stop before we had you know, no veins left to inject more heroin? Happy New Year's.